Greetings, friends. Future Andrew here, dropping into these past episodes to tell you thanks. Thanks for checking out RTAF. If you're valuing the show as a wellspring of inspiration and artistic fuel and would like to help keep the show going, you can find out more about how to do that at patreon.com slash podcast. Every little bit adds up and keeps me inspired to bring you quality content on a consistent basis. Thanks for listening, and stay creative. Welcome to another episode of RTAF. Thanks for being here. I'm John Speaker. I'm Andrew Norris. And this week's guest (laughs) is Random Random Rad. Rad. That was good that we said that in unison. Yeah, that was cool. Man, Rab is awesome. I mean... He's like the coolest guy ever. Yeah. Well, if you don't already know, his music is... It's great, shit. of course. It's great. Totally unique, amazing, psychedelic... Chill. Chill. Love the chill vibes. Yeah. It's It'll, great It's great to see someone like succeed with, with chill vibes like that and super humble yeah in a scene that can be like all about the bass drop and Mm. you know yada yada um but yeah we what we talk about this episode and we talked about all kinds of stuff just i mean we obviously talked about because you have to um just the emotions of what he's gone through with his covid experience Mm -hmm. he's moving studios he's moving from Oregon to Boulder, Colorado, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we talked about his origins, um, about how it was kind of decided for him that he was going to be playing music. Yeah, and he gives a lot of great, uh, almost zen-like advice. Just, we, you know, I threw some philosophical questions out of him and he knocked him out of the park. And yeah. I think they're great kind of calibrators for anybody who might be kind of feeling a little squirrely or strange during this time or any time in their life, really. Yeah. It was great to hear honest uh, tellings of, you know, the music business and his feelings about, uh, you know, certain things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't want to give too much away. You know. Yeah. Why don't you guys just listen and yeah. we'll stop bugging you and <laughs> let's just um, start the podcast. Yeah. Does that sound good? Yeah. In two, one. one. Yeah. Random rap. Rap, 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 rap. Yeah. Shouts. So Shouts. super random. What's going to come next? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Is it going to be random? Is it going to be random? Shouts. Shouts. I can see. I don't know how to turn on. I haven't used Skype in so long. I know. We never did either, but. Oh, oh nice. There you are. Sweet. Cool. You got a nice little setup. Um, yeah, I'm actually tearing down my studio right now. So it's a little crazy. So you're living in but, Portland uh, right now? Uh, I'm actually in Ashland, Oregon right now. And okay. then um, I'm packing up all my stuff for um and then basically moving up all of it out to colorado nice cool yeah sweet where are you guys at yeah we're in colorado um we're at john's house right now 
Uh, it looks like we have a green screen of John's kitchen behind <laughs> us, but it's really just John's kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. We'll have to have you over once you get back. Yeah, that'd and be awesome. Once we're allowed to socialize again, I suppose. Totally. <laughs> so how you been? Uh, good. It's been a little crazy. We were we were quarantining for a while in Colorado, and then uh, decided my dad's going through some medical stuff, and so we decided to come out here to Oregon. And then my son's out here. So we're grabbing my son and moving out of my studio, checking in with my dad. Um, so it's been kind of a, a whirlwind of, of stuff. Did some live streams, did a breath work class this morning. So it's been, nice. I don't know. It's been cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's a crazy time, right? Definitely a time of change and recalibration or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been totally crazy. It's been, uh, you know, watching, spending like 20 years trying to be around bringing people together and then having all of that just taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I'm not the only one and I'm sure there's plenty of people that are suffering way more than I am because I'm not playing shows. But uh, all that said, I'm like, huh, I don't have a career anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and if I do, I have to kind of figure out how, how do I, how do I make it in this new, new arena? And, uh, how do we all make it? How do we survive and thrive as artists? Yeah. You know? Well, that's, I mean, um, that's the cool thing about creative people. At least I think we can always find a way to function in this world, provide content, mm-hmm. entertainment, and you know, like what, what kind of ideas are you grooving on or thinking about doing in the future? Well, I think the, the big reality that we all need to face is that um, this whole period of time where, you know, the DJ setting up in their living room with their boxers on <laughs> and begging for donations is really kind of, there's only so long that can last where that money is going to be able to keep flowing. Um, right. it, we have to create content that has value. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. And I think that there's a little right now is an ever transitional time and we're all trying to figure it out. And so it's fine and there's no problem with what's happening. Right. But I do, I do think that there's going to have to be kind of a uh, value is going to have to be created and that's going to require work and creativity. And so it's going to kind of filter out the scene somewhat. I think the people who aren't fully dedicated mm-hmm. to making something of value uh, aren't going to be able to survive or they're going to get, uh, you know, turned off by, I guess maybe, you know, there's plenty of people that were in it for the, the chicks or the drinking or whatever. Mm. And like those types of people are going to struggle right now. Mm. Um, cause, cause really you, if, unless you're into the, the craft, the art, the music, then what's left, you know? And so in a way exactly. I think it's just kind of awesome for that. Um, but somebody, anyway, back to your question, I think some of the ideas that we've been having are like, well, what can we, I still want to bring people together, but it's going to have to be a new way. Um, so we're kind of like one of the ideas that uh, we're, we're working on for next month is having kind of like my friend has uh, a large amount of private land mm-hmm. up in the um, Rocky Mountain National Park. And we're going to do like a camp out where everybody's camping like, oh, you guys. Still- yeah, 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 we're good. Sorry. So everybody's camping like 25, 50 feet apart. And then I'm going to set up all my stuff and we're going to project on the trees and people are going to bring cool art and everyone's going to film from their little base camp. We have drones, we have, you know, the projectors and whatnot. So everybody can kind of contribute, but we're all spaced out over this land and then bring all the footage together and make kind of like a little concert movie. Oh, that's awesome. That's a really cool idea. (laughs) Yeah. So 
Um, it'll be it'll be a trial run. We'll see how it's all gonna flow. But I think we're gonna we all still want to get together. But it's like we want right. to do it safely, and I don't want to be responsible for you know 50 people getting a, a disease. So um, I think there is a way to do it right, and yeah. just get out of get out of the fear based mindset and get into the, the kind of the reality of what what's capable what we're what's uh, what we're capable of. Exactly. Yeah. So would you have like a a limit of people at that event? Yeah, we're like just gonna keep do it at like fifty. Is what like is that what you're saying? I don't know how. I don't even know if we're gonna do that many yeah. for this first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking maybe twenty, twenty-five. I'm not. I'm not. We're not hundred percent sure. It kind of depends on how well organized we are to keep everyone sort of in their own space and the type of you're gonna. You know, I guess it's it's a work in progress, but we're yeah. shooting for to do it uh, in like uh, three weeks. Okay. So, um, I can tell you a lot more people want to come than we're going to be able to allow on the property. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but maybe in time that's going to change and we're going to be able to all slowly, you know, bring more and more people. I think we just want to kind of do it right the first time safe, safely. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that idea that you're talking about, you know, before the COVID thing happened, we were just, we were riding on this crazy momentum, this crazy peak of just, everybody doing everything and how this kind of this kind of process is maybe going to trim some of the fat and weed out some of the uh disingenuous uh i don't know ways people were integrating with the culture and Mm -hmm. you know like what does survive and make its way through and like what Mm -hmm. is that fueled by you know like what do you think you're fueled by (laughs) well (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, when I, I, when I, when I was younger, when I was in high school, I didn't know what was drawing me to it. I think maybe it was the partying or the just being cool or mm-hmm. who, you know, how I would, and, but then falling in love with the music was kind of like this thing that kept it, kept the inertia going. And now really in that arena, as far as the music, nothing's changed. It's like, there's the music that it's always been there for me and it's still there for me now. And in fact, being a, any music producer knows that it's a very isolating thing. You have to lock your doors, close all your windows, tell, turn off your phone. You can't set up in your, you know, with people talking or hanging out in the living room kind of thing. So I've our, you know, this is just another, this is like kind of a dream come true in that way. <laughs> yeah. I, feel you, like, yeah. I feel you, man. I feel you. I have an excuse yeah. to turn off the world, you know? <laughs> we, we've been saying this a lot. Yeah, I think we were all wanting something like this to happen. Obviously, you don't yeah. want people to get hurt, but yeah, a world of less distractions and being able to really dive into your creativity. It's like we've, we've been in training for something like this for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little. I've been actually kind of. I don't. I mean, I'm doing good, but a little burnout from traveling on the road. You know, yeah. um, just because it's been doing this for so long, and uh, I had an East Coast tour planned, and I was looking forward to it. But there's a small part of me that's kind of like, oh, it's kind of nice to just. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the world. Down. The world needed a break. We needed to just yeah. pop those brakes a little bit and and recenter, recalibrate. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say, how long have you been touring as Random Rab? I've been Random Rab for 20 years. Um, and then I've been doing it full time 
like as a job or I guess, you know, what it is now for about 10. Okay. Nice. Man, yeah. So you were just on the grind for 10 years and all of a sudden, yeah, <laughs> the whole thing just falls out from underneath you. Boom. Yeah. Gone. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, yeah. and I suppose like as far as like events go, I mean, concerts are all about having a gigantic group of people very yeah. close to each other. Mm-hmm. So it's Crazy. like, even mm-hmm. as we go back to normal, that, that's going to be one of the last things that gets into full effect again. Absolutely. That's been kind of a hard reality. I think that all of the, everyone in the music business is facing right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the people I work with, I mean, I've rescheduled my tour that was supposed to happen right now to fall. I mean, the chances of it happening are pretty slim. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody's hopeful. But once Burning Man got canceled and kind of like, we're like, okay, yeah, uh-huh. this is, this isn't, there's no time soon. I, I heard, you know, the, the governor of California saying no concerts until 2021. And yeah. so that's just what we have to, that's the reality that we're yeah. faced with. I don't, it's, it's crazy. I'm glad, I'm so glad that I had all these years of having fun doing it, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so do you have a, have you been streaming on like Twitch just through yeah i was doing yeah i've been doing twitch and facebook streams um and they're surprisingly amazing and super fun actually yeah um and uh made made some uh fair amount of donations which is i'm so grateful for it kind of makes it feel like maybe there's a possibility that i could still survive on my music if i play my cards right and think about creating value like i was saying before right um and it also it's a it's so cool to get kind of reconnect with the community mm-hmm. and the comments and the emails and the you know the zoom calls on the while we're playing it's so it's been kind of awesome I, I can't wait to do it again oh, yeah. yeah have you done any live streams of you uh working on producing or creating music not yet, partially because I just haven't really, it's been so chaotic for me trying to even create music uh, with everything that's going on. I'm literally like tearing my studio apart right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so just even finding time to work on music has been difficult. And then to set up the whole streaming platform, I just haven't been in the right headspace for it, but I definitely something that I'm looking forward to doing in the near future. Also, kind of starting some kind of private tutorials on the side. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's, 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 it, but yeah, it's going to be the kind of thing, like I said, kind of recalibrating and getting, getting to a place where I can feel comfortable uh, doing that and still stay creative. Exactly. Yeah. Cause it, you know, like what is normal anyway, <laughs> you know, like whatever the past 10 years of that were being a music producer, oh, you know, like, yeah, what, can you back up once? What is normal? I just you cut out for a second. Oh yeah, yeah. Like just what is normal? You know, like your past ten years, touring and creating music. You know that was like this momentary, normal way things were done, and it'll be interesting because, you know, ultimately I guess creativity is all about just sharing, uh, creative insight and process and all that. And yeah, I could see music producers, especially experienced ones like you. Uh, providing a lot of benefit, showing other uh, aspiring artists how to create music and insight into your process. And, you know, it's just all, there's so many opportunities to connect in so many different ways. And uh, 
it'll be interesting to see kind of what sticks and how things move forward, you know? Yeah. And it's also, uh, an amazing time to be someone who wants to get into music production because of the isolation that's happening. So as opposed to being uh, like a performer, like this is a good time for people to work on their craft. Yeah. And so it's an exciting, I I'm really excited to see what comes out in like maybe like in a year from now when all this music starts getting released. Mm -hmm. Um, cause there's going to be this, it's going to be like just a huge boom of, yeah. of all kinds of art, oh, yeah. uh, you know, visual art, music. Um, cause I know all, I even just my friends, uh, like everybody's just doing amazing stuff right now. Mm -hmm. So time, you know, gosh, it's going to be cool. I think it's going to, in that way, it'll be somewhat worth it to be, we'll come out and be like, damn, that music's good. Right. <laughs> From that, that COVID, that COVID genre, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they say that when times get bad, like the music gets better, you know, mm -hmm. that's what I've heard at least. <laughs> that's cool. That's yeah. I don't know if that's true, but <laughs> yeah, sometimes, you know, like the, the worst things that, that happen to a person in their life, make them the best person they can be a lot of times mm -hmm. i think mm -hmm. so hopefully as a collective this will do the same thing for people um but you know that's that can be a pipe dream too <laughs> i think mm. as creative people it's like why not this has to be a time to i don't know just dial things in and get better maybe trim mm -hmm. trim the fat i'm sure we were all doing a lot of things that weren't really serving us anymore we're kind of forced, totally agree. forced to drop them, you know? Yeah. So I'm just, knows? I'm kind of like relieved because there's, you know, th there's some engagements that you feel obliged to go to, mm -hmm. uh, if things were, you know, normal. Mm -hmm. Uh, but now it's kind of like, Oh, I don't have to feel some type of way for not going to X event this weekend or whatever. Yeah. There's and zero FOMO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah, zero exactly. FOMO. <laughs> So I, yeah, I've, yeah, uh, I have yeah. a little bit of I've always had a little bit of kind of like um, extreme levels of either super social or super uh, introverted. Mm -hmm. And this has been a nice because it's, it's it, it keeps the the introvert in me is really happy right now because everyone's keeping their distance. I don't have to like hug people in the grocery store. Yeah, I can yeah. I can like I can wear a mask and that's OK. And it's like <laughs> <laughs> no one has to see my facial expressions. And it's it's so uh, it's kind of there's a part of me that's kind of like enjoying that part of it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I also think people are getting a little bit better at having just long distance relationships through these zoom calls and through, mm -hmm. you know, e um, even live streams and stuff. Like I've been in some of these live streams and, and the comments in them are like, it's just as funny and just like a, a good old time as if you were at a festival, just you're using less energy. I mean, <laughs> that might be like my age speaking a little bit <laughs> going to festivals for so many years, but, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think that we're getting better at that for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, I say that and John and I are sitting right next to each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were just yeah. like, fuck it, man. Like we're both healthy. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Cause I find myself like partially being a little bit scared, like not scared, but cautious, I guess about like interacting with people. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but then again, I'm like, well, I'm so tired also it's just this weird 
schizoid thing that that's happening mm-hmm. uh where like you know i'm just tired of of not going out it's i don't know it's weird you take <laughs> something away and then you want it but you're also like oh this is nice we don't have to go do this event but now i want to still do what i want it's, i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know well, i'm know, right there with you yeah we're like forced into a situation you know uh, and like it just is what it is so what mm-hmm. can we what can we do with it you know I think it's a great opportunity for introspection and and like I don't know Rab how you are with your introspection but sometimes when I fall into that introspective space it can be accompanied by a kind of a depressive tone to where I feel kind of bad that I'm withdrawn but it's kind of nice to have the permission to be uh withdrawn and introspective and like take you know taking this opportunity to really watch myself and my behavior patterns and everything like that like do you do you experience darkness along with your introspective periods? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a I have a weekly existential crisis. Always pretty much have, you know, it's yeah. like Tuesday af- Tuesday afternoon, <laughs> just kind of. <laughs> um, but I will say, like, when this whole thing, you know, when my tour got canceled and we I watched all, you know, the the news. I was like stuck to the news every day, and this whole thing just kind of a wave of energy swept across the country, mm-hmm. uh, the world. Um, it hit me pretty hard. I was, I got pretty depressed for, for a minute, just kind of just dread, you know, just, and, and a sense of grief and, and all kind of a little, uh, just anxious, I guess was kind of, I couldn't quite shake this anxiety Mm -hmm. and was getting things like heartburn. I never had heartburn before in my life. And then I just, all of a sudden I had heartburn every day and, um, but then, you know, and then we were getting kind of anxious because we we're going to drive. We we drove across the. We had to drive across the country. We were kind of stuck in Colorado, and everybody was just, you know, on lockdown. And we were just like, we just. I have to come to Oregon. I have to see my dad, who's not doing well. I have to get my kid. I have to. I just. So we're going to do this, and I had this idea that it was going to be kind of mad maxing it across the desert with like <laughs> dead bodies and flamethrowers and. <laughs> And then it turns out that like, you know, a place like it's interesting because a place like Boulder, Colorado is very conscious and very, um, you know, uh, educated and sort of, I guess, more liberal. And so everybody's wearing a mask. Everyone's following all the guidelines, which is kind of kind of intense. You know, it's like because everybody's like really doing it and you go to Whole Foods and. There's a sense of anxiety that comes along with that, although I totally respect it. Mm-hmm. We get into kind of Trump country and driving, you know, through Nevada, and the they didn't give a shit. They're like, <laughs> yeah. in the, I'm like, you're, no one's wearing a mask, no one's doing anything, and they're like, yeah. ah, we don't care, you know. I'm like, oh my god, this is so surreal. It's just like, <laughs> hell yeah, like America, totally baby. different. Re- yeah, it's just it, it kind of blew my mind, and we went to this. Um, the salt flats and near Salt Lake City, just yeah. people everywhere. Really, really, and yeah, and I was just like, this is no one's wearing a mask, right. uh, or very few people anyway. And we were just kind of blown away by the how surreal that trip was across the country. And then um, coming to Oregon, where and where I'm at in Ashland, there's very little. Uh, the hospital here has seen zero cases, and nice. Um, That's awesome. There's so it's kind of. I wouldn't say eliminated or whatever, but the, just the vibe is like way more chill. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anyway, it just kind of a lot of that anxiety. I was like, you know, this. I think I was just kind of going down an unnecessary dark hole 
You know, mm-hmm. it's really about accepting. It's not what this is. Nature and reality has has handed us something, and you can just sit there and and just wallow in sorrow around it, mm-hmm. or you can. It's about what you do with what nature has presented to you. Yeah. Right. And if you're if you're on the beach, and you're fighting that because the tide is coming up and taking away your picnic, you get you pick up your blanket and you move it up the beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you sit there and just cry and watch your food drift away and say, now I'm starving. I mean, that's your fault, you know? Oh, that's a great so, metaphor. You, you know, like in some funny way, it is like it's fun and it's subductive to go down that like dark path, you know, the mm-hmm. whole doom and gloom thing. Yeah. It's seductive. Absolutely. Like I went down it too the first week, you know, I was just sitting at home drinking as much wine as I could. Just, definitely went there for a while <laughs> yeah and then after a while you know you're just like okay this is pathetic Let's all right snap out it's of time this. to show up and yeah be a person yeah. well i i think i realized at one point i'm like we're all gonna die anyway yeah there's yeah. nothing nothing's changed mm-hmm. like there, it's right. not like we were somehow first at, uh, uh three months ago we were immortal yeah and then <laughs> now there's this new thing called death no like right, right. it's just a matter of when and how mm-hmm. so you, you nothing so you still got to live your life. Just, you know, like, um, nothing's changed. Yeah. We're just gotta, gotta live, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So was it just driving across the country and kind of seeing different reactions to this that, that helped you deal with it? Or are you doing anything else? Um, I guess aside from the obvious of making music or, you know, doing creative things, are you doing anything else to help you stay, like level-headed as possible? Well, I think a big part of it is just the, you know, when it first started, we were just locked in uh, my girlfriend, Michelle, we were like in her little tiny apartment and we were like, we're not leaving, you know? Yeah. So we were just eating and drinking wine and (laughs) looking out the window, like peering through the blinders, like like a zombie zombie (laughs) apocalypse had come. And then we got here and we've been working and I've been cleaning out my studio. I have a big warehouse here. We just like opened up the big door, let the sunshine in, working, mm-hmm. getting dirty, kind of like just uh, working with my tools again. Yeah. I guess it's just kind of getting back to moving around, being outside, like living life, you know, totally. like I, I like to exactly. make things. I like to do things and just sitting, drinking, eating, being paranoid is a, a recipe for disaster, you know, totally. for me. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I love it. I'll do it. It's great for like a week or two, but then it's just, whew. Yeah. Um, yeah, our recycling bin and the amount of bottles of wine we were going through, <laughs> like when it first started, I'm like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so we pulled through now back on the high balls and, um, oh, yeah. you know. those are great. <laughs> Getting hyped. Yeah. It's like yeah. The, the first couple of weeks, it was like a drinking game. Every time the media said yeah. COVID-19, you had to drink a bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was a nice break too. I think we all yeah. needed a little break. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, it was great. It was yeah. great. I, I, it was nice. At least, I mean, we were healthy, and I'm grateful for that. I'm sure plenty of people out there would say the opposite because they were stuck in an ICU, and I feel bad for them. But yeah. um, mm-hmm. for all the healthy people, it was it was good. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to bring it back to your music a little bit. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. man, you have such a unique sound. Like, I feel like you've created your own music genre in a way. Uh, I don't know if it's like a cheesy question, but I don't know. Like what was the, how did you kind of arrive at your sound that you've created? Maybe like what kind of influences or how did it kind of grow into what it is now? Um, 
I mean, I used to be like in a heavy metal band and was really into that and folk and more, I guess, kind of like rock oriented music um, all through high school and college. Mm-hmm. Played in band, played jazz bands, played trumpet, that kind of thing. Um, and when I first got into music production, it was really just I had a four track cassette tape player and I was trying to make good folk rock and roll stuff. And then, um, I, I, you know, I think it was just discovering kind of hip hop beats and mm. sort of, I guess, realizing that um, it's oftentimes with whatever art you do with making music, it's not about what you want to make. It's like what you're good at. It's yeah. what you're kind of meant to do. And mm-hmm. the, the greatest gift that you can have is sort of having that being revealed to you and whether or not you wanted to do it or not, is really not up to you. It's sort of like built into your DNA. Oh yeah. Nice. And so this sound that I'm on right now was never something that I like wanted to make, or even to this day, I sometimes try and veer away from my, even my own sound, I guess, but Mm -hmm. I always get sucked back into like a certain, (laughs) a certain thing that I like to do Uh that I'm capable of. So, um, yeah, it feels kind of a little, it's a little bit of a mysterious, Thing. It's kind of like this calling that I, I, I constantly uh, need to respond to. Right on. Do you still um, do you still make music under more your side project? I do. Yeah, yeah. occasionally. It's been a while, but um, that's sort of I try and like, you know, I'll probably release another probably in, in the next year. I'll make another EP or something. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw you at Sonic Bloom one of the past six or seven years can't remember mm-hmm. they all kind of run together but um yeah um yeah i saw you play your your more tracks out there and had a really good time so awesome shouts yeah. to more yeah. i really enjoy that <laughs> yeah. i'll it, let them know it's a <laughs> yeah um and that's more like a it's kind of like housey right it's like some dancey. of it or uh heavier more disjointed yeah just yeah. kind of more great like stuff Grind. that just doesn't fit fit mm-hmm. on random rap stuff that's more yeah heavy heavy side some side trance yeah um and usually when i make stuff for more it's not because it's usually because I, I i'll be working on a track and then i'm like oh well, i don't want to stop working on this song even though i'll know i'll never put it on one of my albums mm-hmm. and then i'll just put on my more hat and then finish <laughs> it and then call it good <laughs> nice so, yeah and do you have like so with random rap do you have any sort of mission with what you're doing or are you just kind of following the mystery of creativity? I mean, the, I guess that's the, that's kind of the same thing for me, I guess is sort of there. It is sort of, I, cause I don't even know what music is. I really don't, I've been trying to figure it out and I can't, Yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's just like vibrating air molecules and <laughs> make my eardrums do something that affects my emotions. Yeah. Uh, I don't, and somehow it's connected to the form of the universe and the mathematical principles that bind atoms and molecules. And, you know, it's like, what the fuck is even happening? I don't know, but, um, it's really fun to do it and it makes me feel so good. And I, and it it allows me to access feelings that are so buried or, or so deep and so profound that it's always worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's just kind of it's like i never know what i'm gonna find uh when i start kind of throw that first a little hook into the sea 
mm-hmm. and what's going to catch. And it's always just super mysterious and strange and awesome. And it always leads me to a place of feeling really good and sharing that is amazing. So I just want to keep doing it for that reason. Yeah. Music's a crazy magic trick, huh? So you're just alone making a track and then you go to a crowd and then thousands of people just start moving their bodies to this yeah. sonic <laughs> vibrations. It's kind of bizarre. I think it makes you feel like um, we're more connected than we think we are, I guess. Or there's, there's, I, I always find it strange when I'm like, ooh, if I, I know that if I really like a song, then other people will like it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, but other people. And usually the people that like it are like either my friends or they could be my friends. Exactly. So it's sort of, it's like, it's sort of, uh, I don't know what, what, why that happens, but it, it works. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think, I'm just curious, uh, hearing how you talked about the process of creativity, do you think uh, following music and following the process and applying yourself to it, do you think that's made you a better person or a more insightful person? That's a really good question. Um, I would say yes, because anyone who has dedicated themselves to any kind of craft will be humbled by it immensely mm-hmm. because you'll think, oh, I can, I'm going to walk into my studio and make the greatest song ever made a huge hit record that's going to sell millions and everyone's going to love it. Yeah. And then I'll spend all night working on this thing. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And then I'll wake up in the morning. I'm like, this is the biggest piece of garbage that anyone's ever made. (laughs) And not only is it bad, it's well-produced shit. So it's even worse. (laughs) It's worse than bad. And the fact that I thought it was good means that I'm a fucking idiot, you know? <laughs> and there, and what was wrong with me for even thinking for a moment, I'll just delete, you know? And then that, right. that, that moment of getting so humbled by yourself is mm-hmm. I think it, it's inevitable that that helps you sort of uh, better yourself as a person and kind of step back and keep your ego in check maybe. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. What, at, at what point uh, in your career, I guess, or life did you – decide that you were going to dedicate it to music was there a turning um, point or anything like that yeah i mean well the the, I'll get the the short story is that uh i i i was i had i had a lot of different interests and um i was very into kind of i was a wilderness guy and i also played guitar i played in, i loved music mm-hmm. and then uh when i took uh, basically came out to oregon and took mushrooms for the first time and mm-hmm. in, in the redwood forest on the coast oh, and wow. uh, saw, saw redwoods on mushrooms all at the same time, first time. Wow. And uh, had, I was an atheist a couple hours before that. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> um, and literally saw the sky crack open and, and kind of the sun shine, the same sun was shining through. And I was just, I, I literally asked the sky, I was like, what do you want me to do with my life? And I heard the word music, and wow. that's. <laughs> that's I know it sounds cheesy, but it that's just beautiful. that's that's what happened. It's <laughs> amazing. Nice. So You're very, yeah, I've been on that path ever since. That's all, yeah. I feel like you know certain people in this world are very lucky to have just those blatant markers on the path where everything changes. You know, just mm-hmm. spelled out for you, and you were compelled yeah. to do it. <laughs> Especially, yeah. it, it seems like mushrooms specifically kind of 
will mm-hmm. relay relay those those messages to you like some so- sort of outside entity yeah tells you points you towards your destiny in a way mhm they love to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so then like so you know people see you now you're you're an established artist you're killing it you have amazing music and everything uh i don't know what kind of maybe struggles did you have along the way along the path and finding your footing um it's easy to get sort of disheartened especially in the beginning before you're really established because um everybody wants to, t- to tell you no so at some in some way or another whether it's mm-hmm. your parents or uh your job or um your romantic partnerships and there'll be just so many people on the way that will tell you no or tell you it's a bad idea or that you're not good enough or to to do something that different with your life and um also as an artist you have there's a lot of if you're very sensitive which i am a very sensitive person um getting kind of criticisms um from from people can be, can be very difficult at first oh, yeah. uh, if you don't have sort of a barrier set up mm-hmm. especially now in the online age mm-hmm. um if you're not careful and you have a thin skin, you it'll it can hurt. Um, so I had a lot of barri- barriers for myself in that way of navigating that, and also uh, jealousy. Like you know, I remember back in the you know back in the day, DJ Lauren used to op- open up for me, who's now Bass Nectar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I remember watching him, you know, uh, just blow past me basically. Mm. And uh, feeling a lot of uh, envy, you know, and and, uh, and and it caused me some pain, you know, like certain things like that along the way where I was like, oh, I, I, sh- I should be there. I, sh- I wish. Why? Why not me? Or, um, and it led to a lot of suffering and a lot of a deep, deep depression at times of just questioning myself and and um, really just hating myself, basically. Yeah. And um but so learning to like love myself and accept myself along the way and has, has, it's still a challenge, you know, to self-love is always going to be, I think for any creative type is it can be difficult, but I've gotten better. And I think that's the biggest thing. That was the biggest hurdle that needed to, to get through is to celebrate other people's success, mm-hmm. celebrate the success I have and be present with what's going on now and not to compare compare myself to other people or to what I think I even want to be, but to just look at what I am and what I have and accept that as something uh, valuable. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's such great advice. Just life advice in general. Exactly. Yeah. A little gratitude and persistence goes a long way, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think persevere is the, is it, you know, a lot of people be prolific and keep, moving forward. And mm-hmm. that's like the best advice I can give any kind of up and coming producer. Like, I'm like, just keep, you got to keep making music. You got to keep doing it. If exactly. when you stop and just sort of get sad and mm-hmm. stop, that's mm-hmm. when, that's when it all falls apart. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like so much about making art is momentum mm-hmm. and that the more you do it, just, it just snowballs, you know, build that up and from that, like you can't really make a jump without any momentum, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also like those, those early years are really 
difficult, you know, because you, you might feel like you have this potential, but you're not seeing that potential manifest yet. But I, I think those, those difficult periods are really where you kind of learn who you are. Mm-hmm. A- and that is where you build that thick skin to where you mm-hmm. can function in the world. And like, you know, creating barriers or boundaries and being able to not take things too personally. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's kind of like this divine confidence that builds in you when you really pick a path and stick to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in the beginning too, I think people are a lot more apt to kind of give you a piece of their mind. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you have to be careful with that because um, everybody wants to give you some advice and tell you what to do. And if you just, if you say, if you just listen to everybody and you're like, oh, okay, 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 okay. You just kind of get, it's like you're, you get sort of pinballed yeah. off your, off your path. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to recognize and, and li- know when criticism is, is worth listening to and know when to be like, okay, thanks, but I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. you got to be able to make, make an intelligent decision around that. Yeah. That's a really empowering, empowering thing. Whenever you kind of like you have a vision and you know, other people might, might not necessarily be able to see your potential and, or know what you're on to. And to like to actually own your own perspective and be like, no, I have a feeling here and I'm going to go for it. And then Mm -hmm. over time, watching that kind of manifest in a spectacular fashion is really cool. Mm -hmm. And and then it's something you can share with other people and encourage other people to follow in their in themselves as well. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah I think it, and it kind of goes both ways, too, with that, because um, you have to learn that even sometimes positive feedback can yep. be dangerous as well, because um, and that can actually be a big pitfall that especially when you become really successful is that you'll get so much positive feedback, but it's not genuine. It's really just because people love you and they're like they respect you and they'll just say whatever you do. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I know I have some artist friends of mine that are that are in a position where there's a few of us that are their real honest critiquers <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> because they can't get it from, you know, their fan base or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, that sucks. And they're like, thank you. I needed to hear that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you need to hear that because it does. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's important so. to have a group of, of friends who can just be completely honest, you mm-hmm. know? And like, yeah. That's that's definitely a good point. Not to get too gassed mm-hmm. up by the positive praise too, mm-hmm. <laughs> and not get all up in your own head. Cause like, what is it? The what's that story? The king wears no clothes or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you felt at all? You know, along your journey, have you ever felt uh, like ego flare ups? Like, oh, I'm the shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then see that wave crash or anything? Oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I actually, I think one of the, uh, this happened kind of early on. I mean, I must've been, uh, 23 or 20, something like that. Like early, early when I was getting started doing this thing and this girl comes up and good looking girl, and she's like, yells at me while I'm playing. And I, I thought she said, can I sleep with you? And I was like, <laughs> Oh, of course. Like, yeah, you can. You can. And then she said, can I sing with you? Uh, and she got up with a mic and was just horrible. And I was like, oh, that's what I get. That's exactly what I get for being a little prick. Yeah, watch, watch it, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like um, I'm also interested just 
like what is your process for you know developing an album like you just released the new one what's it called uh a new a new yeah. space between oh space a space between. well the space between is being released right now okay oh, okay so this is a new concept for me where i'm doing it um i'm releasing a song on every full moon and, and every new moon nice. oh, okay. um okay. yeah so i've released uh three songs so far and i have one coming out on the next full moon um so it's a slightly different concept than previously mm-hmm. um and i'll probably end up releasing the whole album i'm not going to do the whole album this way but i'll probably do like half of it and then i'll release the rest of it cool all at once and then i knew was the one before this mm-hmm. and uh yeah usually the process for me for writing an album though is has typically been a song at a time it's not like uh, I go into the studio for two weeks and then write a whole album. Um, but this one, I would say more than any other album, I was able to kind of group everything into the smallest amount of sessions because I had this property that I was working out of in uh, Rocky Mountain National Park on 40 acres adjacent to the park and this kind of basically like a large cabin kind of vibe. Oh, yeah. um, so that was just awesome creative experience to be up there in the wilderness and so um so yeah that's that's where this album came from that's that's a fun way to do it to release it like a slow trickle on full Mm -hmm. moons and stuff because you know in some way it's like the concept of releasing a full album is like people aren't going to record stores anymore right so yeah kind of having fun moving into the you know, like we're in the future now and you can play around yeah. and get silly with how you do things, you know? Yeah. And it's also the whole, the, you know, not that this is like the, the main reason, but it is a nice benefit. It's the way the Spotify algorithms work and whatnot. Um, if you do one song at a time, then each song gets submitted to discover weekly release radar, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. If you release, if you release an al- album, you get to pick one song. So mm-hmm. on my last album, the one song that I picked had like 10 times as many plays as every other song on the album. Huh. If I release them one at a time, then each song gets that bump on the Discover Weekly and That's all that kind smart. of stuff. So it actually has been I've had more plays on these songs than any songs I've ever released before because of that. So it's kind nice. of a, kind of works out in a cool way. That's really cool. Awesome. How far are you uh, into releasing the full album? Like how many songs? I'm th- I'm three out of uh, probably fourteen, okay. so not not it's just getting started. Yeah, rad, awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm curious. Uh, I don't think we've ever really asked this kind of question of a music producer, but how do you uh, conceptualize or go about doing your album covers? Um, each one is a unique experience. This one, um, I've been working a lot with Andrew Jones mm-hmm. uh, or, or Android Jones, as people know him. Um, he's done, I think this is his, oh, I'm embarrassed to say, I don't know, maybe fifth or sixth album cover he's done for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time he actually came up to the property that I was um, working, making music at. And we stayed up all night and I was making music and we were, had a, fire going and he had his sketchbooks and he was asking me all about my lyrics and we actually walked around the property and I showed him some of the spots that I would go and hang out 
um, there's this place called Whale Rock, which is this huge rock outcropping that looks like a giant whale. Mm-hmm. And I told him, like, this is the spot where I've been really coming to the most. And he went around it with um, a camera, took pictures of it, and then uh, actually went back and, and in VR recreated the rock in 3D. So you can actually, Damn. like, see the rock. Like, you can walk around the rock in a 3D world. Somehow he, his <laughs> brain was able to do that. Damn. So then he basically, then he, then he, like, in VR, he like took a picture of it in, you know, from one <laughs> vantage point and then put the, all the stuff on there and the moon and, um, just captured it really beautifully. And, and, um, we didn't really know when we were making it. Um, but I, I, had the, the title of the space between had more to do with the full moons. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as the album came out, this whole, um, social isolation thing and the space between everyone and the people. And I was like, ah, so it ended up being work kind of all coming together in a way that I wasn't really anticipating, but it, it's pretty cool how I'm like, Oh yeah, now that makes a totally different meaning. Yeah. 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 The universe three, a little layup there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's cool that you were, uh, that was like a pretty interesting collaboration, I guess that you guys were just hanging out and and talking about it you know you were telling him about the lyrics and stuff have you ever considered uh collaborating or who have you collaborated with musically um and have you considered like collaborating with anyone in the future uh yeah i mean my biggest collaborator is uh Ilya goldberg uh lapa right. from uh, emancipator um he's he and i have um i mean we've written over 20 songs together and we're doing a whole side project called dose. Oh, cool. Um, so, and we're going to release, uh, an EP or an uh, album in the next, uh, year, some, some point. Um, so he's, he's my biggest collaborator and I've, but I've worked with a lot of other people, but my thing is, is like, it's a little weird right now because I don't like working remotely if, if at all possible, I like getting together with people face to face. Yeah. Yeah. And since my studio is in Ashland, uh, has been in Ashland, Oregon, that really limits the, but the people who do come through, um, it's always great, you know, and that's the way I like to work. And now it's a little bit weird because I don't know who I'm going to work with, um, for a while because <laughs> no one wants to get together. Right. Um, but, um, uh, I'm moving my studio to Colorado and I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to tap in more. There's so, such a more thriving music scene out there in the Denver area. Sure. Um, that I'm really hoping to collaborate with a lot more people in the near future. Is that one of the main reasons drawing you out here? Um, it's there's a, there's a lot of different reasons. One of them is my girlfriend's uh, been well established in the area, and then my my manager, my booking agency, uh, the music scene in the Denver area. I mean, it's basically like the Nashville of electronic music right now. Yeah, I mean, right. with red, red rocks and everything. I mean, gosh, it's a crazy time right now for all the menu venues and stuff. Like who knows mm-hmm. what's going to happen. But I believe that Denver Boulder, all that is area is going to, um, compared to a lot of the other areas is probably going to do better, I guess. For and sure. we'll be back on, we'll be back on top. Um, so, yeah, and I have some other opportunities that I um, that I'm 
kind of pursuing out there when it, as far as studio production work and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's just, you know, Ashland's a small town and it's been great, but, um, I'm ready to, for more vast horizons in oh, Colorado. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. So, uh, what kind of shit do you like to do when you're not making music? <laughs> probably cooking. Mm. Uh, yeah, you're, you're probably... an amazing cook. <laughs> I've been privileged to have meals made by you. Oh, yeah. you're, <laughs> you're a killer. Well, we've, we've been getting, we've been trying out all the recipes since we've been locked away. So we've been, uh, that's been like probably the number one thing. Um, I finished Netflix. So <laughs> all of it. You got like... to the end screen of Netflix. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you... now I've, uh, you know, I think writing and, and art, doing some, some more visual art stuff and um, video. I want to get in. To, I'm looking forward to exploring that more um, once we get set up in Colorado. Um, but yeah, those are the and I, I like to build things, too. So mm -hmm. we've been um, I have a sprinter van that we've been working on converting. So I've been working on we've been working on that. So that's been cool, too. Cool. Awesome. Speaking of Netflix, have you seen The Midnight Gospel? No. Is it oh, good? Shit. Well, you haven't finished Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Ah, the truth comes out. <laughs> yeah. Midnight Gospel. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, really cool cartoon by the comedian Duncan Trussell, if you've ever heard of him. Yeah, I know Duncan. Yeah. yeah it's super cool. Cool. But awesome. anyway, yeah. Yeah, it just occurred to me, like, I don't know, you'll watch it and see. It's like this really trippy, wild uh, cartoon that talks about meditation and everything but I feel like it'd be really cool to see you produce music for some sort of trippy cartoon or have you ever thought of doing that you know like creating music for cartoons or movies or anything yeah I've done a, I've done a little bit of that um, like more but usually what I've done is kind of just contribute stuff to a soundtrack that's already sort of there yeah. um, I haven't had the opportunity to like fully I guess soundtrack out something like that but yeah i'd love to get i'd love to work with an animator that would be yeah. i've done music i've done like music videos that are animated that are better it's for i haven't really got into the the super amazing psychedelic world of what animate what's capable with the animation um mm -hmm. but that's yeah i'd love to i mean i guess like closest thing i've got i've worked with andrew uh andrew jones and the samskara reality a little bit mm -hmm. um and they're kind of doing pretty cutting edge animation stuff, but, um, yeah. yeah, it'd be cool to get more, more involved in something a little more my style, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, do you have any kind of big goals or visions for what you want to do artistically? Uh, you know, it's, uh, I would say no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not very goal oriented person in that way as far as my career goes I've uh, because I used to be and then it just never I don't know it did it never led me anywhere that I was thought I was gonna go and I'd rather be ready for what's around the corner ready for me mm -hmm. um, so and as far as you know I don't really get into like things like Grammys or awards or accolades and or even giant crowd sizes i mean that's it's all great but it doesn't i don't know i think it i'd rather just be true to my 
art, you know, I want to make, uh, I guess one goal would be to make just fucking incredible music. You know, I just, Hell hopefully yeah. I can just make just a song that's better than any song I've ever made. You know, that would be, that would be the greatest thing that I would want to accomplish at this point. Sounds like a cool goal to me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get rab a Grammy. Come on. guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you've kind of touched on this earlier, but we usually ask, um, what advice would you give your younger self? And it doesn't have to be musical necessarily, but if you could go back to say like 20 year old Rav and be like, Hey man, listen to this. What would you say? (laughs) Um, call your mom and, uh, go easy on yourself probably. Yeah. (laughs) I'd say that would be the biggest thing I'd tell myself. Um, yeah, go easy. (laughs) Take it easy. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, yeah, man. Thanks so much for doing this. This is great to talk to you. Yeah. Good to talk to you too as well. We we look forward to hearing the upcoming releases. When's the next one being released? It's on the next full moon, which, um, if you give me a, I don't know when that is, but into the month coming into the, it's month? coming soon. Next yeah, full moon. coming. The next full moon is coming, uh, soonish. <laughs> Actually, I don't have that. You got, you yeah. guys figure it out at home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> figure out the next full moon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometime in May. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, what are the best ways for people to follow you and what you're doing? Like, and like maybe what's your preferred route for people to uh, enjoy your music through? I, I mean, I'm whatever people are happy, you know, Spotify is great. Or, you know, if they want to actually purchase my music, then uh, Bandcamp is the best way to do that. It's where I could make the most money, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a subscription service now on my Bandcamp where you get a bunch of exclusive content and uh, unreleased material, that kind of thing. So I would say, yeah, come on over to Bandcamp. And then, um, yeah, as far as social media goes, I pretty much just use Instagram at this point. So um yep that's that's where i am cool oh wait i have one last question yes uh what kind of hair care do you do for such beautiful locks (laughs) man Uh. it's not as beautiful as it used to be um (laughs) i this hair care god i i I started using sulfate free shampoo does that (laughs) fancy fancy Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you so guys. much, Rob. We yeah, appreciate man. you. Yeah. Yeah, brothers. Take care. Much you love. Too, man. Peace, man. Peace. Safe right. travels. Peace. See you soon. Yep. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of RCAF Podcast. For additional images and notes on this episode, you can check out our website, rcafpodcast.com. And you can find me, Andrew Norris, at andrew.norris.arts on Instagram. And andrewnorrisarts.com is my website. I also have links on my website to episodes as well as all my best paintings. And you can find me, John Speaker. My website is johnspeaker.com. On Instagram, I'm at John Speaker. And on Facebook, John Speaker Art. Thanks again for listening. Peace. Thank you. <laughs>